wonderful friend, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the religious world trends about Bible prophecy. I'm Nick Rita, the South Australia Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay with us for the whole hour because we have uh, in store a few things uh, for you today. Some uh, offers, a beautiful book actually. Uh, we'll come to that a little bit later, but just giving you a hint. It's about uh, at the feet uh, of Jesus uh, or at Jesus' feet, whatever you want to put it. And also we have uh, here in the studio uh, not one but two with us, uh, our um, co-hosts uh, here uh, today, uh, Tracy Papandreou, good to have you with us as a regular uh, co-host for Drive Time. Hi Nick and hi to all the listeners. And also I'd like to welcome uh, David Delima with us. Nick, uh, Tracy, wonderful to be with you once again. Now, David, um, you join us sometime uh, over the phone because you are a busy man traveling uh, a lot, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's good to have you with us in the studio today. David is uh, the director of Family Voice Australia for the South Australian Northern Territory, and we really enjoy uh, your um, time with us, uh, David. Well, thank you, Nick. Now, it's a wonderful um, time to sit together and talk about faith. As we open uh, the discussion uh, for the whole week, uh, we approach under the theme of um, faith and uh, uh, weak man's crutch. You know, uh, people may thinking what's going on, what that had to do with uh, with faith or Christianity. But we ask few questions like, uh, you know, what is faith? How do I walk by faith? Or uh, another question, is faith just a crutch for the weak? And I heard about um, statements and things said uh, that uh, Christianity or religion or uh, church is just for um, those weak people or uh, maybe for retired people or who knows what. You know, I heard all those things. And just the other day, um, our friend uh, Fabiano and uh, Hugh, they talked about uh, is faith blind? That was a very good discussion and I'll encourage you to go back and look for all those programs if you miss one of them and if you want to just uh, um, hear back again what uh, our friends talked about uh, for the whole week. But we are about to ask this question, how do I build faith? We may have some stories, some uh, experiences uh, to share today also, but I'll invite you, my dear friend, my dear listener, to join us because you can be part of the program. We are three here in the studio, but you can be the fourth and the fifth and so on and so forth. Uh, uh, you can be part of the program by just sending a text message to us to the number 048 also, that number, make sure that you jot it down um, right from the beginning because uh, we are going to give you that free offer which you have for today on the same number and you need to send us a text message with a code which will give it to you just a little bit uh, later. 
Let me just come to David, maybe first while um, you were able to join us and comfortably here in the studio, David. Um, uh, just, just generally, uh, David, what would you like to say in regard to faith? Mm. Thinking about creation. Yes, I think that's the first thing you know when uh, we we talk as Christians, you know, because we believe in creation yes. in a creative God. Indeed, yes, we do believe that God has made everything, and we also believe that therefore He has written into creation details about all of his characteristics and qualities. So this is found for us in the book of Romans, the first chapter. So practically we can unpackage that as we see, for example, the resurrection of Jesus portrayed in the wonderful transformation of the caterpillar into the butterfly. So just last weekend we've been particularly rejoicing over the Easter celebration Mm. about Jesus coming back from the dead. So uh, we can... Be confirmed in our faith, if I can use that phrase, by looking at nature to see that not only does the scripture describe for us the truth about Jesus and his death and resurrection, but we see it also in uh, in nature. And then tonight, you know, we'll go to sleep and we'll have a rehearsal of dying and rising. So every human being gets a daily rehearsal of dying and rising Mm, so uh, our faith can be wonderfully strengthened by that people say why doesn't god speak to us well he's speaking not only through scripture but through the great book of nature and i find that very comforting very good very good and uh, david um, i'd like to ask you this because um, you have that passion for Mm. a solid strong family a Christian values in the family. Yes. How is family today and faith around family? I mean, because lots of people don't believe in family uh, mm. these days, you know. Mm. What's your view on this and where is faith uh, finding its place in family? Well, what we often don't recognize as Christians is that the family is the primary means by which the gospel is shared. Mm. Most people who are in church today and who identify as Christians have been born into the faith and they've been raised in the faith, and we thank God for that. Now, it's wonderful when people go to a crusade or an outreach and they come to faith or even listen to Faith FM and come to faith. Mm. But um, those are the exceptions, I've got to say. Mainly it's the family that's the primary means of sharing the faith. So we must get family right. And when we fiddle around with family, we're, we're messing with a wonderful means by which God is sharing the faith. So we need to get family right. Uh, it is wrong for families to sort of somehow define themselves. The former Prime Minister Paul Keating was right when he said that two blokes and a cocker spaniel do not a family make. Mm. So we need to recognize that God has made family in a certain way. And we're not judging anyone that's not in the ideal family type, but we're upholding that as an ideal, something to aim for. And I think, David, the the next thing which I want to mention is the importance of prayer because Mm. uh, to have a solid uh, family, you know, grounded on um, values and principles, Mm. uh, I think uh, doesn't come just um, easy naturally because a lot of influence in this world to to pull apart family. Mm. And I believe prayer and pulling together is very important. I may just Mm. ask uh, maybe both of you here if you like to share um, about the importance of prayer and how that can help our faith in uh, in God in well i would say you know um when you 
have a couple come together. You've got two defective people, mm. two imperfect people coming together. So, you know, it's hard enough for one imperfect person to have their life lined up correctly. So when you bring two imperfect people together, they have children and their children are imperfect as well and they're all trying to live together and, and keep it together. Um, you know, it, it needs supernatural help um, for people to continue and to get the most out of that structure that that God expected. Mm. So, you know, I think um, there's something about prayer. When you are praying for others, um, it's hard to stay angry at people Mm. when you're praying Mm. for them. Um, I think there's something quite intimate about praying for other people. So I think when the family unit you know, he's praying for other people outside the unit, but also praying for the members within that unit. I think it brings a certain amount of power to that family that it would not have without mm. that. Beautiful. Yes, absolutely, Tracy. And it's also the case, I think, that uh, as we pray, we are strengthened in our faith. And really, to come to Christ, to receive him as Saviour and Lord, requires a prayer. We might call it the sinner's prayer. Lord save me can be as simple as those three words if we genuinely believe mm. those those words. And of course people might say, well, you know, I prayed and nothing happened or I asked God and nothing happened. We do need to pray in accordance with God's will. And it's wrong to come to God and say, God, when are you going to make my life uh, better or, you know, when are you going to fix up all my problems? We need to come to God humbly with sorrow. And here's an interesting exercise for any of the listeners who may be in that particular situation, and that is to try this little prayer, which is, Lord, tell me how I'm sinning and show me what I'm doing wrong. And I would suggest that you get an answer in about 10 or 20 seconds. Mm. Right. Right, that, that's very, very important. Uh, thanks, uh, David. Yeah, I just thought as you were saying that, David, you know, it's, it's so often that there is a tendency to want to, if there's problems in the, in the relationship, to want to pray to God and say, can you please fix that thing that's happening that that other person is doing that's yes. a problem rather than saying, please, Lord, Help me, as you were saying, you know, how am I sinning? Help, help, help me to, to know how to manage this situation. Mm. And you know, we can experience uh, faith at different levels and uh, each one individually. But I believe also a very important role plays fellowship. Mm. Yes. I mean, to come together and we'll come to some passages in the Bible as we go through the program, but it's power when you fellowship. And that was one of Jesus' method, you know, to... Can you explain what you mean by the word fellowship? Mm. Because maybe there might be some people out there that might be a new term for them in terms of what you mean by fellowship. Right. Now, obviously, um, the first thing comes in mind is when you come together, uh, even in a spiritual uh, sense, you know, to learn together um, from the Bible, to feed from the Word of God, but also when we use the word fellowship, even when we have a meal together, when we have time together, either in family or in, uh, you know, friends and, uh, you know, church, uh, family and so on, you fellowship together because too often, I believe, 
we can go to church um, and not knowing about each other at all, not knowing even the names of those people who come in in that circle. But when you fellowship, you come around the table, if you like. You come around the, on the sofa, you know, whatever is uh, comfortably there and share a few things. Mm. That's how I see fellowship. I mean, I don't know, David, maybe you can um, mm. add on this or, and you, Tracy, you, yes. you can see your, um, share your uh, understanding well, of you. Ladies before gentlemen, Tracy. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I would say w- the way you explained it, Nick, is, is the way I would think of, of that. Fellowship in itself um, has for me the connotation of a spiritual getting together. So I mm. wouldn't use that word for people getting together outside mm. of a Christian kind of mm. um, atmosphere, mm-hmm. environment, if if you like. Um, but, yeah, that was a great way of explaining mm. it, yeah. Yeah, David. Yes, uh, what comes to my mind is the story of the, um, the, the elderly professor who would love to have students come to visit mm-hmm. him in his study. And one day a younger student came along and sat with him and they were sitting around a, a fire of glowing orange coals they're keeping warm. Mm. And uh, the young fellow said to the professor, oh, I'm sick of church. You know, what's the point of church? Why do we need to meet together? And the elderly professor didn't say a word. He just took the tongs, took out one of the glowing orange coals from the fire, put, put it down on the hearth, and they sat and watched and waited for a few minutes, and it soon became grey and cold and lifeless. And then again he put it back into the fire, and within a few minutes it was glowing orange again. So I think that's a wonderful picture of fellowship so he answered the question without even saying anything Mm. but it's a wonderful image of how we glow in in connection with one another and how if we try to live it live life on our own we're we're at grave risk of of growing cold and and uh, losing the fire yeah and as uh, you mentioned tracy it can be uh, some, some words uh, can be used uh, and um, yeah for some people may n- don't have a, a clear understanding of the meaning now english is not my first language and i struggle with uh, lots of uh, words but when i think about um, another word which probably is again more like spiritual like uh, stewardship you know or uh, use other words with and with you know fellow means like your neighbor you know your uh, um, uh, as the Bible puts it, you know, love your neighbor <laughs> and fellowship. That what that means. Come together with your neighbor. Come together with your. Uh, uh, don't be a stranger. Don't uh, mm. uh, live life like uh, just a monk. I mean, I'm not going to <laughs> say that uh, they are wrong in what they're doing. But uh, you know, um, God wants even by creation, as we started, David uh, earlier. The reason why. God even created us because he enjoys fellowship. He enjoys communion. He enjoys uh, to to share the love which he has and he is. Mm. I mean, God. And I think that's that's wonderful. But hey, uh, my dear friend, uh, you may have a thought in regard to all these aspects about uh, how do I build faith and uh, how do you understand faith and um, relationship and fellowship and uh, what we discuss here. You have opportunity to come on the program with us uh, today just by sending us a text message on 0488880811. And I know that there are many people um, listening out there and sometimes it 
a bit shy, you know, to send a message, but don't hesitate. Send us a message. And I even say hello to those people who maybe tuned the first time with us uh, today. And uh, Rocco and uh, Adriana, if you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, welcome to the program. And uh, I was very privileged to just uh, catch up with you just the other day. Uh, and um, yeah. Uh, send us a text. You may be the first one to listen to Faith FM today and send us a, a text message with your thoughts in regard to our program. Or even if it's just a text to say hi and to let us know where you're tuning in from because, you know, that gives us a buzz too to know, you know, some of the aspects, some of the individual aspects of, of who our listeners are. Absolutely. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. All right, let's um, uh, open the Bible. Let's look at a few things, you know, um, uh, from the Bible. And that was great, by the way, uh, this uh, free discussion here in the studio. It's important to have a, a strong faith. Yes. Tracy, what would you like to share uh, about uh, strong faith from the Bible? I'm sure you can pull out some uh, passages in the Bible and share with us. Well, um, you know, the Bible points to us that this us having a strong faith is of utmost importance to God. In Hebrews 11.6 it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So, you know, it, it's it's of utmost importance to God. And he gives us the tools, which we'll, you know, talk about a little later on, mm. uh, to, to be able to have that faith and in, increase that faith. But it's not only important to God, you know, it's important to us through our lives. I don't think there's anybody who goes through life without at least one difficult period in their life. Mm. And when you have, um, you know, I kind of think, um, so I always believed in God, but when I came to a born-again experience, you know, my relationship with God uh, changed and I brought him into every aspect of my life. So now I kind of think um, when I think of people going through difficult circumstances, I think, I wonder what that must be like because mm. for me, when I know that my resources are completely exhausted, the resources of people around me are exhausted, I still have an amazing resource that I can turn to and I can say, I don't know God, but you do. You see the beginning from the end. Right. You know, I see none of that. My view is so myopic, but you know what's going to be right for me. And I know you love me more than I can imagine. So whatever you have planned for me, I'm 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 okay with that, you know. But help me if it's going to be a difficult thing, mm. you know. So that's gr of great benefit to us when we know that when all of our resources are depleted, that's when the higher resource, you know, can can come in and and fill that gap. And hey, all of our resources come from him anyway. But um, you know, it just it's just an amazing um. Resource for us mm. to, to, to know that and a psychological support to know that, that, that we have that. Um, I also want to add that, you know, when we put our faith in God and we put him to the test and he comes through for us, 
that builds our faith. And so that's how with time our faith builds. Mm. But it, it, it's an extremely important part of our walk, walk with, with God. I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's impossible to underestimate how important right. it is. Right, David, do you have any thoughts on this? Yes, uh, just to say that it's very easy to believe when things are going well mm-hmm. and much harder when they're going bad. So this Monday, of course, is Anzac Day, and the Anzac Day celebration is full of the Christian faith, mm. uh, rightly so, because, of course, it gives meaning to the madness of war and the horror of war and the hope that we have that those who have served and died, if they've placed their trust in Jesus, they will be raised up. So uh, war is about as, as terrible a situation as any of us could imagine, and that really tests the faith. But interestingly, of course, it also brings out the faith because in a time of warfare, people turn to God. And my hope for Australia is that we won't wait until things go from bad to worse uh, and we'll have a situation like uh, many of the theatres of war around that we see at the moment or those of history, but rather that in this time of great prosperity we will not become arrogant or proud, Mm. but that we will continue to have faith in God and put our trust in him. Absolutely, and you know, people do all sorts of things by having faith mm-hmm. in, in, in the things which they pursued, you know, and how much more important is, I mean, to look back again to this beautiful passage in Hebrew 11, uh, verse 6, which says, but uh, without faith is impossible to please him, to please God, you know, uh, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently Seek him. Wonderful passage. Nick, uh, you know, I kind of put a practical application on that, you know, and, and we know that God is beyond any, any earthly father. Right. But I kind of think it's like an earthly father who became aware that a child really didn't understand that they actually love that child and they want the best for that child. That father would be very hurt mm. to, to think that that's how that child that was the attitude of that child, that they didn't understand how much they were loved, how much they wanted, that, that father wanted the best for them. And I think that's what it means here by the fact that you can't please him if you don't have that faith, understanding that, you know, he he's a rewarder of, of those who come to him and he, he wants the best for you. And are there some practical things which we can do to build on faith? Sure, yes. there's lots of practical things that can can be done, and I think one of the things that we need to um, focus on one of the one of the scriptures that that helps us to understand about that is Romans ten seventeen. It says, "So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God." So we're instructed there that. Hearing the word of God, reading the word of God, taking in the word of God is a way that we can increase our faith. It's a very practical way. Uh, You know, it tells us there that we've got a role to play ensuring that we have a strong faith. Do you say here that because of lack of faith, we may say that we are not looking into the right uh, place. You know, we are not studying probably the word of God. 
and that's why uh, maybe a lack of faith in the in this generation. It be- could be, you know. Sometimes it's also because people have a head knowledge, not a heart knowledge. They might not actually be born again, mm. you know. And and everyone has their their journey, don't they? But um, you know, the, the 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 word is just so imperative to our relationship with God. You know, a consistent reading of the word, not a sparse reading of the word, is important. Hebrews four twelve tells us for the word Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So it's when you read Scripture and that's when the Holy Spirit says, hey, you know, this problem that, that you're reading about that this guy's having in, in, in the Scripture, uh, you're having that problem too. Mm. You need work mm. on that as well. You know, and it's interesting this script, Scripture talks about, you know, it going to the very heart of us, you know, dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It talks about how it can really get in deep. Um, so, so yeah, and I also, you know, I've, I quote this, I've quoted this scripture over and over on this program, but I just think it's so important. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17 tells us that, you know, knowing scripture and understanding it and, and, and applying it is for our good. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Absolutely. And uh, every time when you share this passage uh, and, you know, you allude at least to um, uh, Second Timothy 3.16, it comes in mind how easy it is to remember that these beautiful uh, texts because John 3.16, you know, it's a, it's the golden uh, text of the Bible. But here, Second uh, Timothy 3.16, very easy to remember and makes so much sense, you know, that God, hand, says, yeah, that God says that the whole Bible is inspired by God because we are tempted to take portions of the Bible which suits us and we may want to build our faith by just taking that part of the Bible but actually if we really want to have the real faith faith in God as he expects us to have we should look at the whole picture the whole Bible and and not to shut the door when God wants to speak to me through some portions of the Bible where we may not like it, Mm. you know, but allow that transformation, allow that Bible, which is considered to be a sword with two ages to cut wherever is needed for us to have a strong faith, because that's what we are talking about today. How do I build on faith? Can I just mention too, we were talking about prayer before, and I think it's so important that we bring prayer to our reading of the Bible as well, you know, that we ask for the Holy Spirit to be enlightening us as we read, that we can come humbly with the understanding that all of us are in need of transformation. Mm. And that we can ask the Holy Spirit to, through the Word, work that transformation. Absolutely. Yes, Tracy, that's exactly right. We need to pray because uh, if we if we try to read the Bible just on our own, we could easily be misled. We need to be guided by our teachers as well as the Holy Spirit because God has, of course, raised up teachers to help us. And in this process, our, our faith is strengthened. So 
My prayer, Nick and Tracy, for our listeners is that uh, each one of them will connect with good teaching. Uh, if they can find a local church to find where they will be guided, where they, they sense authenticity, they sense the presence of God, and they'll be guided in their faith journey. That's my prayer. Mm, mm. Mm, mm. And it's, you mentioned about how important it is to approach the Word of God. Yeah, I mean, once I, I mean, before I was born again, you know, it was a yada, 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 you know. Uh, I thought it was a dusty old book. Um, but then, you know, I came to a different understanding and I realized that there is so much wisdom in the Word of God. And, you know, I would just um, ask the listeners to question themselves, and I question myself too. Um, are you approaching the reading of the Word as this being a personal message and counsel from God to you. Mm. Now, if if you've got that in your mind that hey, God's good, God's got a message for me today. What is it, and how do I need to take that on board? You know that can when you come with that attitude, it can actually completely change your time in the Word. Mm. You know, you come with an expectancy. God, what what do you want to tell me today? You know. But you know, sometimes people can come with this, uh, Tracy and David. People can say, but it's very difficult to read the Bible. They don't get anything from the Bible, that they don't feel anything. What would you say to people like, like that, David? Well, again, we have to make sure that we are praying as we read the words. Mm. Uh, if people come to the text with a scoffing attitude, an attitude of looking for alleged contradictions or historical inaccuracies, so-called, uh, well, they, they're not going to be very satisfied. So we need to come with an open heart to believe that God exists, that he loves us and that he has a plan and purpose and he wants to guide us and be one who strengthens our faith. So mm. let's ask God to strengthen us and, as I indicated earlier, especially to point out where we are going wrong, things we need to repent of. So there's no room for arrogance in that process, but rather humility and uh, the humility and the fear of the Lord bring strength and honor in life, as the book of Proverbs teaches us. So very important yes. to have that right attitude. Absolutely. And with practice, success may come. Yeah. Yes, Tracy? Yeah, and I think, too, you also, you know, you're coming with the right attitude, but even some people coming with the right attitude, you know, you, you can have periods where you feel, you know, a, a greater intimacy with God and a lesser intimacy with God. I think whatever's going on in the rest of your life sometimes will impact on, you know, your, your time with God, etc. I think we have to recognize that people are different. And, you know, they take in information in, in, in different different ways. Some people will um, enjoy the Old Testament and find all of the archaeology and all of that side of things. Um, that will pique their curiosity. Um, you know, generally the Old, Old Testament is a little bit harder to, to, to read than the, than the New Testament. But, you know, be open and, 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 and look at, you know, and, and ask yourself, you know, what am I feeling like I'm responding right. to, to, to better? You know, there might be certain topics of interest that, that, that you will think about. Well, I'm, I'm really not quite sure how, what God feels about that. You know, and and um, and 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 that can be a way to approach 
the, 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 the Bible study as well. There can also be characters of interest, you know? Absolutely. And, so, and I just want, I was going to just add on that, uh, Tracy, because, you know, sometimes uh, when we pick what we read, the danger is that we'll miss out of the things to equip ourselves to get stored in our head, you know, some things which we may not understand at the moment, but if you read it, it will come to a point, that's with me, for example, mm. uh, the Bible, many times I read passage of the Bible, I never could get a grasp on it. But when it was revealed to me how important it was that I knew that passage, that I was familiar with that passage, that was not just something you know, uh, out of the blue. Because with the Bible, it's a bit like this. There are things which can easily sidetrack us mm. if we are not uh, taking in the context. Mm. And it's good to have a good knowledge about the Bible and good picture. Uh, and too often we hear what's been said about the Bible and we don't know it ourselves. Yes. Uh, and comes in my mind that uh, great example uh, when uh, Paul was preaching, you know, from place to place and he came across uh, some people in Berea and they were called to be with a, with a special heart, you know, I mean, like uh, open heart because they checked everything what Paul was uh, teaching them to make sure that he says what, uh, what the Bible is. And Paul really acknowledged this, you know, and, and, uh. Yes, he didn't get his nose out of joint because no. they wanted to check. He, Absolutely. he said, that's great. That's great. It shows their sincerity. Absolutely. You know, and we would say the same thing to listeners. Don't just take on board what we say here. You go and have a look for yourself. That's right. If you can't see it clearly in the scriptures, then be very careful about believing it. Mm. But just to follow up on your comment there, Nick, you know, sometimes we like to underline things in the Bible, which is a good thing. But if we just read the bits that we've underlined, well, what about the bits that we haven't underlined? <laughs> so we need to have a look at those as well. That's so true, David. So true. You know, really, it, it, we need to see it as our spiritual daily bread and have that view that... Have I, have I eaten today? Have I actually taken in my spiritual food today? Mm. And, and, and really, um, take that on board and, and, and believe that. Yes. Hey, guys, uh, we got very excited on uh, um, chatting about this wonderful thing about how to build uh, faith. But I really want to give um, to our listener uh, the opportunity uh, to get this wonderful uh, book which we have prepared for you. It's called At Jesus Fit. And maybe that can suggest you a story in the Bible um, which you may know it. Uh, the Gospel According to to Mary Magdalene. And that's uh, an amazing story, you know, how uh, this woman, which was a very successful prostitute, she found Jesus. She came to the feet of Jesus and she was never the same again. Mm, Nick, I've read this book oh, and, and I actually, I think it's a great book. It really takes the, the, the gospel narrative and it puts it from Mary's perspective, mm. how she would be experiencing it. 
and uh, and particularly for females. I mean, for everyone, but yeah. particularly for females, I think this is a great well, book. M- maybe this is the best thing to, for you to to just uh, uh, yeah share a little bit more about the book, uh, and uh, we'll come back to this uh, during the program. But right now, my dear friend, you can have this book in your hands, free of charge, no obligation. You just need to send us a text message to zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one with the code S A forty one. SA stands for South Australia and just uh, the number 41. No space in between, not to confuse our uh, friendly robot when um, he will ask you a couple of questions. But yeah, this book is your, my dear friend, and don't hesitate to, uh, to send us a text message today. And again, be part of this program. We are talking about how to build uh, a strong faith. And we look in the Bible, um, we, we share already few wonderful things. But right now, I want to play a song, if I can. Uh, and I thought I will play um, a beautiful song, That's What Fate Must Be. And this is by um, Michael Card. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Uh, 
Welcome back to Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with uh, Nick Rita and in the studio today um, I've got uh, as co-host here Tracy Papandreou and Tracy I didn't even um, talk about yourself a bit at the beginning of the program but uh, uh, you worship with the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in uh, South Australia Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church Tracy it's a very passionate uh, um, student of the Bible and sharing the good news uh, with as many people as possible and through Faith FM I believe this is a great opportunity uh, Tracy what you do but also we have uh, David Delima from Family Voice Australia David is good to have you with us in the studio today and um, I always appreciate uh, David's uh, you know insights and uh, and thoughts and David is sharing uh, and stays st- Tall uh, to say so in defense of the values of family as the director of uh, Family Voice Australia for South Australia and Northern Territory. David, thank you for joining us. And today we are talking about um, how do I build faith? Now, just before the break, um, and we we um, advertise and give away the beautiful book uh, called uh, At Jesus Feet. And that talks about, in, in according with the experience of Mary Magdalene, looking from that perspective, this is a wonderful book, and my dear friend, um, if you miss out just before the break, this book can be yours. You just need to send a text message to 048880811 with a code SA41, uh, and this book is yours. We were talking about how important is prayer just before the, the break, because, you know, we can do things on our own power, but when we give it to God, we receive strength. And to build a solid faith in God, how important it is to uh, approach uh, prayer. Um, Tracy, would you be able to share a little bit more about uh, the importance of prayer? Sure. Um, <clears throat> I, I think it, it um, if, if I kind of, talk about my own experience I have probably in the last couple of years really stepped up my approach to prayer and um, I have a prayer journal um, and I'm and I'm as a result praying for lots of people and lots of things um, and I really it helps me in a couple of ways it helps me to understand how much need there is in our community um, unfortunately, the results of sin that are in our community. Um, how blessed I am also for the for the good things that that um, are in my life, mm. and bringing those things to God just gives me it leaves me an interior peace that I don't believe you can get anywhere else. Knowing that I've given it to God, I know He loves me. I know He loves these people. Uh, more than I can imagine, and I know he wants the best for everyone. And I know that even if it looks as though he's not answering, my prayer is sincere. So he is, he is answering somehow, whether that is not right now, whether that is you think this is the right way, but there is a better way for you. I can leave it completely to him. And it gives me an amazing peace knowing knowing that. While you said that, um, I want to just add that God always answers yes. our prayers. Yes. But it not made in the way we want it to be and in the time we want it to be answered. And you just pointed out on uh, on that. Please just 
experience that wonderful relationship with God in prayer because uh, that's the even Jesus himself that was the most special time for him to retreat himself in the um, early morning you know uh, in the secluded places even if it was necessarily to to have that peace to be just him with God prayer is powerful well it's a very intimate experience too you know, um, we're opening up our hearts completely mm. um, to um, making ourselves completely vulnerable. You know, if if we're really bringing our, our full selves to God, you know, um, bringing bringing everything to Him, knowing that He is listening and that He's going to respond. It's a very intimate mm. experience. I'd just like to offer up a, a scripture here too. You know, to 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 help people, you know, to understand about how God does respond. Now, he's not going to be, respond to, you know, hey, you know, can I have a million bucks in my bank account and uh, be rich and famous and, you know, because that's probably not going to be good for me, you know, and he wants the best for me. Um, but he says in Luke eleven nine to 12, so I say to you, this is Jesus speaking. I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. So if we're asking, increase my faith, please, Lord. Show me what I can do to increase my faith. Help me to be transformed. I don't want this imperfectness, God. You know, I lay myself open to you to make those changes. I don't believe that a prayer like that is anything that he would not respond to. And you know, even if you ask for a million dollar, uh, Tracy, God may may be waiting for you to ask for that million dollars. Well, if I was going to use it the right way, then he might give me it. You never know. <laughs> you know, boldness in faith. David, what do you think? Yes. You know, are yes. we not bold enough maybe to ask God for for an amazing Correct. things which he can do for yeah, us? Yeah. Mm. Um, the, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. And the worst epitaph any of us could have is, he did not have because he did not ask. Mm. So mm. we must ask. But Jesus made it very clear that we should pray in accordance with God's will. Right. And then it will be done. Right. So Absolutely. We, so if if truly you, you're called to have a million dollars to use that for some wonderful ministry, you know, it would cost that much to set up a hospital, for example, mm. uh, in the third world if you were called to do that. Well then, pray for a million dollars. Mm. Yes, and I had I heard the story about uh, that David, how God really provided, you know, uh, uh, unbelievably. Uh, but my dear friend, um, uh, sorry to disappoint you. Maybe that uh, you may not receive the latest Ferrari or uh, other things which you may want, mm. uh, because again, it's better to learn to ask God for the things we need rather than the things we want. Because that's a difference also. Well, we, you know, we even need for him to transform our minds so we will know how to pray for the right things. Absolutely you know? right. All right. Well, um, thank you, Tracy, for sharing that uh, passage is powerful, you know, and uh, very biblical. Then we don't need to be too shy about asking God. Now, um, let me asking you both um, here because our time is coming to a close uh, shortly. But uh, do you have any other suggestions uh, about um, how to increase uh, our faith? 
Well, perhaps Why don't I'll, you go, I'll, yeah. Thank you, Tracy. Um, the, there's a wonderful story I'll tell in a minute, but this relates to the importance of us not just mouthing words in prayer, but being serious. And uh, there's a wonderful story about the little girl who who asked her father, could you build me a doll's house in the garden? Um, and he said yes. And a few minutes later, the, the father's puzzled to see the little girl dragging all sorts of stuff out into the garden. <laughs> and he turns to his wife and says, what's our daughter doing? And she says, you said you were going to, to build the cubby house. And, and she believed you when she, she asked you. And now, now the actions are following in accordance with what you said, mm. what, what she asked for. So there we see faith mm. along with prayer. So it's no, no good us praying, oh, God, you know, help me in this way if, if you will or if you like, but us praying, thy will be done mm. on earth uh, and your kingdom come. Mm. So it's not so much that we're asking God to do something, but we're dedicating ourselves mm. to be involved. So, And, and that answered probably one of the things which we said a bit earlier, that if you really are passionate or called to, um, to serve in a capacity, mm. in a ministry, mm. to build a hospital, mm. probably you should start already make plans for exactly. that hospital, exactly. uh, not just to see the million dollar in your hands and then make plans. Correct. Because that's, uh, you know, in the Bible how it says that the mm. people of Israel, when they come out of Egypt, the Red Sea didn't turn, uh, I mean, uh, you know, pull apart until they put their feet into the water. And Nick, there was a book, and I can't remember the name of the author, but the title is, If You Want to Walk on Water, You've Got to Get Out of the Boat. Uh-huh. Mm. You know, and, and that's kind of the thing that we, we, if we are praying those things and believing that they are in God's will, believing that it's right, then we ha- our actions have to correspond with that. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, I th- also think, too, one of the things that's important is, Sharing your faith is actually a way to increase your own faith. You know, I, I kind of, um, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about, you know, the Alcoholics Anonymous 12 step program. Mm. One of the crucial stre- steps is that they have to be sharing with others about the enlightenment and the way awakening that they have received, you know, um, and, and there is, um, evidence that it's only those who actually um, come to God or they actually call it or a higher power is is, is what they kind of have in their creed um, and they have to be sharing that with other people they have to be helping others who are who are in need in the same way and it's all of those steps that come together that make them uh, you know have that recovery and a permanent recovery or not you know I believe that um, and actually um, Arlene Taylor, who's a, a brain researcher, mm. she talks about how important our words are because when we actually speak our words, our brain says, hey, that's Tracy speaking. That must actually be really, really important what's being said. So when we are actually sharing with other people, we are to ourselves saying, yes, this is true. We are confirming that to ourselves. So, mm. so you know, that, that, that is also another way to encourage increase our faith now if you you if you you know you haven't got to a certain level it's it's hard to 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 do that but i think in in understanding that we have that commission 
that if you have found a better way through Christ in your life, then why would you not want to share that with with other people? And and we need to pray for boldness in in as far as that's concerned, because certainly the society these days likes to um, shut us up and keep us quiet if our views don't line up with other people. Now, I'm not talking about belting people over the head with the Bible or anything like that, but the way I like to work is I don't compartmentalize my life. All my friends, even the ones who don't believe in God, they know they're going to get a bit of God because with me sharing, mm. it means sharing a little bit about what God's doing in my life. Absolutely. You know, so I encourage people that that's also a way to, um, to, to increase their, their faith. As well, and it's very important while you're sharing that, uh, Tracy. And earlier we mentioned about that faith comes by uh, hearing and uh, hearing by the word mm. of God. Mm. Uh, it's important to base that on something very solid because I heard about many times that people have faith in things in never exist, you know, or even saying that that a lie which you tell it over and over again and it will be will become truth. Mm. For yourself and mm. maybe for others too, mm. uh, which again is very important to have a foundation to yes. base um, in in terms of strengthening our faith uh, to make sure that we look into the right place. Yes, you know, absolutely. Look into the Bible. Absolutely. You know, it's about. Always is about walking the walk, not just talking the talk, you know, being authentic about what we believe. Exactly. There's another story that comes to my mind from the Second World War when the bombings were happening over London and uh, there was a father and son and the father was down in a, a sheltered area and the boy was up on street level and the, uh, the father said, look, uh, just jump down to me. Uh, it's safe down here. Jump down to me and I'll catch you. And the boy says, but I can't see you. Now, behind the boy was the sky being illuminated by the bombings and mm-hmm. such like. The boy says, I can't see you. But the father says, yes, but I can see you. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you to jump and I'll catch you. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And, you know, the, the classic uh, example also in uh, Matthew chapter 28, where God is encouraging us all to share uh, that wonderful news, the everything what God has commanded us, because He says it, the Great Commission says mm. that now go and teach and preach and you know share with everyone everything what I have commanded you are, yeah. and I will mm. be with you. I will be with you, uh-huh. and this is the, the this very is the, end of the age. absolutely. Yeah. This is probably the the the, the crutch. If we could say that. He's our support. He's our support. And without him, we cannot do anything. But he promised that, that Mm. he will be with us. Wonderful. Hey, guys, time is uh, coming to a close right now. Just um, maybe in a sentence or two, if you could just bring it together a little bit and share with our listener um, what's your you know, personal or what you've taken um, strong point to take home. Uh, maybe David. Yes. Well, perhaps I'll pray for the listeners, shall I? Uh, Let's Lord, do that. Lord, we give thanks for all of those who have tuned in today, and it's not by accident. We thank you that you are sovereign. We thank you for those who have sent in their text messages to get a copy of this excellent book. Bless them as they read it, we pray. And we do pray, Lord, for everyone who's been listening to what's been said, that they will, like Peter, be prepared to step out of the boat in faith, entrusting themselves to you. So reveal yourself to each one, we pray. Give them faith. Give them saving faith, as they say, as Peter said, Lord, save me.
That's our prayer, Father, for each of our listeners in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, David, for sharing that. Tracy. I would just like to say that for all the things that we talked about today, everyone's got busy lives. This stuff doesn't happen unless you actually schedule it deliberately. You know, we actually find time for the things that are important to us. And so I would say if you do not schedule time, Satan will take it away from you. If you don't have time, look at what's going on and what you need to get rid of so you have time for it. Make God and the Word and prayer and time going to church, make that all part of your life. Beautiful. Thank you so much, uh, Tracy, indeed. And my dear friend, uh, you can still get that uh, book uh, at Jesus' feet. You just need to send a message. Um, with the code SA41 to 04888880811 and the book is yours. Uh, but our time is up for today. Please join us again uh, next time when we are going to uh, look into an interesting subject, radical forgiveness in an unforgiving world. And we are going to talk about uh, radical forgiveness. Uh, what's that? Until then, may God richly bless you and help you to get stronger in faith. Leaving you with a song, and uh, this will be Open My Eyes. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Now